just people or people who want independence. You know, I, I get that some people are really wary about this. This has been a big disruptor. Just celebrate the moment. This is a massive victory for the people of the Western Cape. It's a massive victory for the for the independence movement. And actually, you know, they, they just just remember that this is a, this is a chess game. And when you go out and vote, vote for Cape independence. Ideally, go and vote for a, for, a, for a party that supports Cape independence, and that would be the Cape Party, uh, the Freedom Front, uh, the Cape Colored Congress, or the Kuru on Vukling Party, if you're, if you're in that area. Um, if, if you can't, for whatever reason, uh, then, then vote for one of the parties that support a referendum, uh, you know, the DA, COPE, uh, the, 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 the UIM, or the ACDP. Hello, my name is Donald, and no, I don't have an Afrikaans accent. You're watching Worldview, where we explore everyone's perspectives on all things that can broaden our worldview. Today, we're talking to Phil Craig from the Cape Independence Advocacy Group. Phil, welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks, Donald. It's, uh, it's great to be with, uh, with you again. So, Phil, um, I want to start off that you recently um, submitted a request for a referendum to Alan Winder and the presidency's office. Was there a reasoning behind that? Was there some sort of legal requirement to do that? Yeah, so I, the, the, there were reasons behind it. Our our primary reason was democratic rather than legal, um, and that is, of course, that we you know we're pushing for Cape independence, but we're pushing it upon uh, on the basis of the of the democratic will of the Western Cape people, um, and uh, clearly a referendum is the mechanism by which we would uh, we would establish the democratic will. Um, it's you know it's the constitutional provision both in the Western Cape and the uh, the South African constitutions, um, and and therefore that would be the primary reason. And we called uh, we called on the referendum from. Premier Alan Windy, uh, and then we informed President uh, Ramaphosa and the presidency of our request. Um, there, of course, are you know, there are some legal implications in terms of if we ever sort of come to, right to the end of the process, um, and uh, you know we we have to rely on international law, then we need to have followed all of the international protocols or all of the, the internal remedies, I should say, um, which would include this. Uh, so therefore, there would be some legal significance, but that certainly wasn't front of mind. Our, our reason to do this was was was, was purely democratic. Mm. Uh, your signal's great, by the way. And um, great. <laughs> but but you, you were impressed with the presidency's office. Can you tell us that story of how you were impressed with them? Yeah, well, look, they were uh, look. Yes, the presidency office, the president's office was absolutely fantastic. They were exceptionally efficient. I actually uh, uh, emailed them on a, on a Sunday uh, late afternoon, early evening. Uh, we got a kind of an automated reply within about uh, you know within a few minutes, uh, and then I'd had two emails from them uh, by about quarter past nine on the Monday morning. The, the first one, and then I responded to, which referred us to another person. We spoke to the other person, and, and then they responded. Um, and uh, yeah, look, they were absolutely fantastic. We then had a bit of a delay while we waited on the the, the premier's office actually to respond, um, and uh, so we could get all of our ducks in a, in a row. Um, and uh, then the president since he set up the appointment and you know they I, I couldn't speak highly enough of them we, we've been vocal critics of the ANC um, and the South African government and that doesn't go away but credit where credit's due in, the, in this particular aspect they were uh, they were exceptional uh, and in fact we had this sort of slight little funny video that we've released where uh, where we ended up chuckling with with the, with some of their own the presidency's staff um, over uh, you know we, we, we jokingly said if the president actually ran the country like he ran his own office then uh, then actually we would need cape independence and i think we all we all understood the wisdom and, and the, <laughs> of that mm. I, I think one of the reasons why they're saying efficient is because they're after money that's the one office that <laughs> you can't screw up but um 
I want to move on and you can help me clarify me if I'm wrong, but it seems like, and this is extremely significant news, but there are now eight parties that support a referendum and they can be divided into three groups. Those who support a referendum, but not independence, those who support both and those who support neither. And the ACDP, COPE and the DA, they support a referendum, but not independence. Is, is that about right? Yeah, look, so, so the eight actually can be split into two groups. That those, those that support a referendum, uh, but not necessarily independence or not independence at this point in time, and, and those that support independence and clearly would also therefore support a referendum. Um, so the four parties that support independence outright at this point in time are the Cape Independence Party, the Freedom Front, the Cape Coloured Congress, and then the, the Krua on Vukling Party. Um, and then the four other parties that are willing to support a referendum on Cape Independence uh, is the uh, is the DA, the ACDP, uh, COPE, and the United Independent Movement, uh, and for for all of them, they are regardless of their view on Cape Independence, uh, they are willing or they recognise that it's a decision for the people of the Western Cape to make, uh, and therefore they they um, uh, respect the right and and are, are now willing to let the people of the Western Cape to make that decision for themselves by means of a referendum. But I mean, that's extremely significant that the DA supports a referendum. Uh, why do you think they have now come to this um, position? Yeah, so it's very interesting. So, so, so I guess probably because we're far more involved in the space, it isn't really much of a surprise to us at all. I think it's probably caught people unawares, but I think it's caught people unawares because of their own perception. So I think, you know, there's an awful lot of people out there who kind of have thought of, on both sides, those who, who like Cape Independence, who don't, who've always thought it's a bit of a pipe dream and therefore something of an irrelevance. Um, so they kind of scan the headlines and move on with their lives and never really given this much credence, where the reality is that isn't where Cape Pen Cape Independence is, you know, it, 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 a referendum on Cape Independence has been erasing certainty for some time now already. Uh, the movement's got really far more traction than most people recognise. Um, and actually, even if you look at the conduct of, let's, you know, when you asked about the DA, so let's look at the DA specifically, it shouldn't be a surprise, it just was. Um, you know, we even under Mamusi Maimani in 2016, the DA was, was, was petitioning for additional powers for the Western Cape and for the devolution of powers from the from central government to the provincial government uh, they've always believed in federalism in 2019 their manifesto heavily centered on the devolution of powers to to the to the western cape um uh, two weeks ago the the the, the da led a, a debate in the national council of provinces about the devolution of powers uh, uh, the the da has brought a private members bill in parliament uh, to clear the way for, for 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 referendums to be held um so actually when you put all of those things in that you've got the da who want to devolve powers and have done under various leaders you know it's, it's not some some shift to the right that suddenly happened it's it's it, it, it's been here for a long period of time and they're already clearing the way for referendums you know actually it would be quite remarkable that the uh, you know we know from polling i should have added that 58 percent of people in the western cape 58 percent of voters want a referendum cape independence and that's 65 percent amongst da's own voters so to have a situation where the majority of people in the western cape and the majority of the DA owns, uh, own voters want a referendum and the DA has uh, cleared the legislation or is busy uh, sort of finalising the legislation to give uh, to give power to the constitutional right to call referendums 
it would be quite remarkable that they ignore the province and their own voters and not include a question on Cape independence. Um, but I think for many people it was unthinkable. And what's happened now is, well, it's here. Uh, and we've, and funnily enough, one of the most uh, interesting aspects of the reaction to our press release was was that the, the first reaction was one of silence, um, and it was the sun silence. It was it was disbelief, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it, it took us a, a bit, but 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 unawares in many ways because you know we started to get messages like from our, from people that are close to the organisation, people who funded the organisation, saying, "Is this really true, or 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 is or is this fake news? Can you just check?" Uh, well, as the person who personally personally agreed this with the DA, uh, I, you know, I obviously I could absolutely verify that it was one hundred percent true um but i mean i think that's the situation and we've seen now the media gradually sort of coming around to uh, actually you know what this really is true and i think the other yeah, da obviously are, are a political animal um and uh, you know they have been been quite vague in the subsequent if you read between the lines it's very clear that they've agreed this uh, but uh, you know they, they haven't really gone out on a limb and i think the initial the initial response of the media was well look you know actually the da haven't gone out on this you you, you kind of made this up which really is if they knew our organization that is so not who we are um, and I think actually it's taken uh, yeah, several days of no denials whatsoever from the DA uh, to for people to start realizing ah actually th this is true and then they go back and they see what uh, what what the, the, the DA leaders have actually said and they start dissecting that and realize well actually they've been telling you they've been telling you for a few days that they support this they just haven't put it in the the terms that you would have liked to have seen it <laughs> yeah well I would also ask why haven't they really gone out of a limp to say like um, specifically we support a referendum because I, I've seen the tweet that you sent me that John Steenhuisen says we support the Western Cape's right to make a decision themselves but that's yeah. a very sort of an ambiguous statement that's sort of a legal argument you're saying uh, because you can say I support your right but I'm not going to provide it to you. So why don't they make that like a official press release or whatever? Just make it clear so you can hold them accountable. Um I'm looking now to see if I can find you. I've got somewhere here a quote from uh, from from Helen's, which was a little less ambiguous. I think there's been three tweets that I've noticed um, that uh, that perhaps I can send them to you, and you can put them in the in the thing. So so, so John gave the speech at Mitchell's plane, which is the one that you're talking about. Uh, and there's another aspect of that perhaps we should come back to where 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 taxation was mentioned for the first time, and that was 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 completely missed by the media, but it was massively significant. But there was John's speech. Uh, there was a uh, and then there were tweets by by Natasha Mazzoni as the chief whip and by Helen so actually there's a there's a suite of, of, of tweets here um, you know why have the DA taken that I guess ultimately you'll have to ask the DA why they've taken that approach uh, you know but I, I I don't think it's hard to speculate that this is a you know this is obviously a bit of a a, a tight walk act for the for the DA for whom 69% of the voters are outside of the Western Cape uh, and you know the hot, your Cape independence is still uh, painted as being radical and racist even though it's it's it, it's neither uh, perhaps more radical than, than racist um, and therefore you have this uh, you know I, I think they're obviously very very wary of, of doing anything that is going to to be difficult to them in this this election period so for me it's understandable but I can't speak for them they'd have to speak for themselves hmm. so they probably just don't want the wrong media attention right before the next election but um, yeah. yeah so um, so essentially their position now with a tax devolution of powers their position essentially almost like a confederacy that's really what they want at this moment. Yeah. 
Look, we, we've seen a clear, so so what has changed in the DA is, so for so 2016, it was a policy under Mamisi Maimani. Um, what we have seen in that interim period is is, is a radicalization of the DA around devolution. So they've always wanted devolution of powers, um, but, their, but their position has become increasingly radicalized. And I think the inclusion of taxation, which only came this week, you know, in my mind, I've never seen the DA talk about uh, a tax federalism or, 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 or the devolution of the power of taxation for. And, um, you know, that's an extraordinarily radical proposal, one that we absolutely love. And, I, and you know, we, we instantly ran a little poll on Twitter and, and of course everybody else loved it too. I think, it, look, I speak, you know, when we're in Twitter, we, we are speaking into a, a echo chamber. So, you know, there's no scientific means to that, but 97% of, of, of people thought that, that tax devolution was an excellent idea and people don't want their taxes paid to a corrupt and competent government. They'd rather have them spent in, you know, in, in their own province. Um, but just conceptually, it's it, it's a big ask, you know, and obviously what we what we what's happening now is, you know, we, we, are, we are shaping up for the mother of all fights between the centralizers uh, and the devolvers, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and at this point in time, uh, the, the independence movement is just one part of the of the, the devolutionists, if you like. And if the DA are getting to the point where they they're asking the ANC to give them power of collecting taxation, uh, we, we, we can see that this is, uh, you know, that, no, that, that this isn't something that, uh, that that is likely to die down soon or, or is going to meet an e easy compromise. Um, and from the independence space, it's, it's, it's difficult. Often with their own supporters, they, they don't really see the bigger picture sometimes. And that, that can be frustrating for us. Um, and I would say to people, if they fall in their camp, just just actually just dial back and, 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 and think a little bit about what's like likely to happen. Yeah, the DA have always wanted federalism. Cape Independence has always stood in a queue behind federalism. If the DA are going to call a referendum and have a question on Cape Independence, it's also going to have a question on federalism and they're going to get a mandate for federalism that's at least as strong, if not stronger than on Cape Independence. We've always understood that. Uh, our, so, and we've never worried about it because we don't believe that the DA can actually deliver federalism. So now imagine a scenario where the, AN, the, D, the DA is saying, we want to collect taxes in the Western Cape uh, as opposed to pay them across to you. And, and that if the ANC say yes, then what a colossal victory that is to the people of the Western Cape uh, and, and, and we'll take it from there. And if they say no, which I think is, is, is the far more likely option, then they're just going to start backing the DA further and further into the secession camp. Where else can they go? If, if the DA lets, lays out its stall that we want to take powers away from the centre and we want to take them to the province and the ANC, as it's done through Bicicelli in that debate in the National Council of Provinces, say not only are we going to not give you more powers, we're actually going to take away the powers you've already got, then, then, then you know, ideological Armageddon is upon us and we and on the one side we've got the ANC and the EFF and on the other side we've pretty well got everybody else that's not that's not some kind of small proxy for the ANC and the EFF um, and uh, that is a battle that is incredibly exciting and good for the people of the Western Cape uh, for South Africa itself beyond and most certainly for the independence movement you know because if we line up on the if we're lining up on the side that actually has 60 or 65 percent of the of the Western Cape vote and the political power in the Western Cape is lining up for for devolution and radical devolution now that uh, then that that is just a brilliant space to be in for the Cape independence movement and people must just play the long game here and understand where where how this plays out it's a chess game it's you know it, it, it's 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 not a, 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 you know, a schoolyard brawl that's going to be finished in 30 seconds. Mm. And what, what's surprising to me 
is a supporter of the DA, Rob Hirschhoff, saying that um, Cape independence is a pipe dream. He likes the idea, but he believes it's a pipe dream. But a devolution of taxes, I believe, is more of a pipe dream. I mean, the great thing about Cape independence is you can do that unilaterally. But with the other um, referendums, you have to negotiate with the ANC. They have to give you those powers. So I believe the Cape secession is actually far more realistic in that sense. The ANC is not just going to, I mean, it's very unrealistic that they're going to give you those powers to collect your own taxes. Sure. This was a point actually on Twitter that was addressed this week by Martin von Staden, who's obviously the, the well-known jurist and exactly that. He was having a discussion around uh, 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 around the constitution and, and devolution. And, and actually uh, that was the topic that was going around these powers. Then eventually it got to the, then, then about independence. And then sort of Martin was like, well, by the way, actually, that doesn't really apply to uh, to, to, to independence. Uh, in, in, independence ultimately or secession is extra constitutional. So therefore the, the, uh, the, you know, the, the ultimately in the final reckoning, the provisions of the constitution can't actually prevent Cape independence. Um, so, so, but look, you know, that that becomes the last the, the the last resort. We haven't got to worry so much about that now. I think actually we're at the point where where battle has commenced and we've, we've you know we, we if i look back just as an organization you know a few months ago or a few probably two months ago we wrote an article that said look you know a devolution is now the the uh, dominant political philosophy in the western cape and i think you know we understood that and i think people perhaps hadn't and then we've seen a lot of these moves since then we've seen the moves from afri forum we've seen the, the the moves from the da and the the referendum bill now we've seen this announcement and now that you know those words are now much more visible now people must let's just say it again you know, devolution is now the dominant political philosophy of the western cape the western cape does not want to be and i think i wish i could find that tweet from from, from helen it, it said something along the lines she was responding to tito Boini's, uh, uh tweet and it said something that the that, that, that people who people who haven't voted for the anc shouldn't be forced to live under an anc failed state uh, and, and that's quite a profound statement and one that we would wholeheartedly endorse. Um, and I think, you know, at this point in time, whether people are wanting to get out from under that failed state and having the government they chose in federalism, confederalism, uh, you know, a, a, a special autonomous region or outright independence is not really important. Uh, for us, obviously, we, we, we want independence. Uh, but the point is to have those people all saying and having this discussion and having this colossal amount of political pressure pay, placed on the ANC is just a very exciting space to be and you know Cape Independence is truly mainstream and in fact we had the wondrous uh, moment in, in, in Friday for the first time ever uh, Cape Independence was trending number one on, 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 on Twitter which was a which was which was a very a very uh, exciting uh, moment for us probably with the help of Tito Mbueni but um, <laughs> uh, so, so this might be a controversial question but um, some of our viewers might ask okay isn't the Democratic Alliance just playing you for a fool they are using this just to get votes before the election and then they're going to drop this like a rock right after the election. So, so um, look, a lot of our own supporters say that to us, and I, and I think it comes back to the chess game. People just don't grasp that it's a, that it's a chess game, and people often fix that on their piece. You know, hang on a second, I'm a Cape Independence Party voter, so therefore I, I'm this, and uh, no, no, but I'm a Freedom Front voter, and I'm that. And it's kind of like, hang on a second, you're, you're actually you're a rook, or you're a bishop, or you're a knight, or, or, or you're a pawn, or you're a but you're, but but we're all pieces on the same board, and actually, you know, we we yeah, we're on one side of this of of this board uh, and and uh, the, the, you know, the ANC and the EFF are on the other side of that board. Um, 
when it comes to 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 elections you know that's a two-way street are you know, are the are the da using the independence movement or is the independence movement using the da or actually are we just all on the same team i, I would argue we're all on the same team um but i mean you know how do people think that we got people to make this announcement uh you know I, yeah we, uh, you know and i think you can think look the da obviously trying to 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 be very careful of how they word this so let's just look at that so we've got an announcement that the da probably would have preferred not to have made which is why they've being so careful around their wording of it, but they've made it uh, uh, in the run up to an election. I think you can understand that that's because the independence movement with its 1.4 million followers uh, in the Western Cape, who, who, who account for an extraordinary large part of the electorate and the majority of, of the DA and these other parties voters want Cape independence. So actually this is a victory for uh, the uh, political pressure placed by the people of the Western Cape on the parties and Cape independence is led by people rather than parties the parties are responding so so no i don't think we're being used at all i think we've been extraordinarily astute and we've used our power as people and as voters in the run-up to the election to to uh, to 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 apply pressure on the dominant political party and get something that we wanted uh, I, I, you know of course after the election the da can do whatever they want um I think it would be extraordinarily foolhardy for them to do that. I don't believe for one second having spoken to them because they're, they're as committed to devolution as we are. That's what people have to understand. They might not think that Cape independence at this point in time is the solution. And that's only because they don't want to give up on their voters in the rest of the country at this point. That's the only thing that's different between us. They are absolutely as committed as we are to getting a better deal for the people of the Western Cape. So no, they're not going to. Uh, but I mean, you know, for all political parties, you know, for me, once shame on, on 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 you for me twice shame on me it would be a very foolhardy thing of a political party to do that and you could only pull that stunt once mm. so basically with the da support it's now basically guaranteed there will be a referendum so yeah. when do you think will it happen is two years time a realistic timetable so it's really a guess yeah at the end of the day yeah how, how do how, how do i know my, my guess is 18 months 18 months to, to 24 months but i think about 18 months um the uh the the real unknown is how do that because obviously before we can have a referendum we have to we have to sort of tidy up this referendum legislation the right to, to call a referendum exists in the constitution but the referendums act has never been updated since 1992 uh, and 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 therefore it, it, you know is, is now unconstitutional that needs to be tidied up and that is the bill that the that the da have brought before parliament the uh, the electoral commission amendment act uh, and and that is is effectively what afri forum are threatening to do in terms of taking parliament to the constitutional court and forcing them to pass that bill and this announcement in some ways perhaps has changed that game a little bit because what we don't know is what the passage of of of, of that bill through parliament is going to be and I, and I think there was a very good chance in the early days that the ANC would have just let that bill pass um, thinking that the DA weren't going to call a referendum on Cape independence they don't have to worry about that I, I think that probably now has changed uh, so now this is going to be a very very interesting uh, situation and that's the great unknown are the a look at the ANC ultimately cannot prevent that bill being passed in some form or other it's you know the constitution requires it and uh, you know and, I, and I'm absolutely certain that Afri Forum will be collect uh, yeah will be successful in their application to the constitutional court because it's a black and white issue it's clear um 
But obviously the ANC are going to understand the significance. So what we don't know is, are they going to try and have that fight first of all in Parliament and just delay? Perhaps they even try to change the constitution and remove it. Well, I think that would be really foolhardy. So I'm not expecting that. I don't think they're that naive. Um, they would really make a sort of martyr complex and, and you know, that would be that. Um, or do they or do they actually think, look, you know what, we'll just choose to fight another day. Let's just let this bill pass. Uh, referendums in, 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 in South Africa aren't binding, so therefore it's fine. You know, we're not going to panic. We're going to let that bill pass. We're going to let the referendum play out. And at the end of it, it isn't really going to matter because the, because the, the referendum won't be binding in the first place. Um, I don't know. And, and how they react is clearly going to, to, to affect that timeline if they choose to drag this out. Maybe it becomes you know, 30 months or 24 months as opposed to 18 months. Uh, actually, yeah, it's conceivable it could be quicker and they just wave the thing through and, and, and say, look, actually, our best bet of getting a, 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 a result here is having the referendum as soon as possible before before the other side can get organized. I don't know. Uh, but, but our guess is 18 months. So the primary reason probably for uh, solicitating Afri Forum support and taking it to the Constitutional Court is obviously you can't appeal that. That's 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 the end of the case. So now they will have to pass the legislation if the Constitutional Court says they have to. Well, look. So I'm not a, a lawyer, but I mean, I, I presume that actually, I think that'll that'll be great. But my guess is only the constitutional court could hear this. I mean, it, it literally is a matter of of the constitutional constitution versus the law. I can't imagine that any other court would have the jurisdiction to uh, to, to to do that, and and you know, force, forcing the government to comply with the the, the constitution because the legislation is defective. I, I presume can only go to the constitutional court. But uh, but but I, I speak under correction. I'm not. I'm not a expert on that hmm. so if you if, if there's now a referendum what do you think the ds position will be on that referendum will they be um against the yes vote that's to say they won't support independence will they be supporting a no vote or do you think they will take the conservative the the, the option that the conservatives took during brexit and say every man for himself or every man and woman for himself you you decide what you want to do what do you think the da is going to do because obviously that's very important they have a lot of money behind them if they support the referendum if they support the yes vote i believe that's game over well, so, so I don't know, but my, my guess is that they'll allow people to have a, a vote of conscience, which you're talking about. And I think, you know, we know that the majority of the majority of DA supporters support Cape Independence. Uh, we know that there's a very sizable number of people within the DA that support Cape Independence. Um, and my and my guess is that you know, I think they've got two choices that they, they either can be torn apart by it, uh, which which clearly isn't what they'll do, or or they'll allow the, the two camps to emerge uh, and, and just respect the democratic process. So I suspect what we're going to see and exactly as you say as it played out for the conservative party in the uk is we're going to see a see the two camps emerge within the da and one camp is going to be going to be leading the the remain vote and the other camp is going to, to be vote, remaining the, the 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 leave vote um and uh, you know that that will that will play out in a democratic process and the da will just respect the the process and i think that's the right way to to go i think Look, the DA is nervous at this point in time over over how this is going to be uh, um, uh, how it's going to be perceived out outside of the Western Cape, and I think actually this is an issue that's going to disappear. Yeah, my my our working theory at this point in time, and we we want to we want to try and do some more research on this 
is that the, the, that amongst people outside the Western Cape, and specifically amongst the DA voters, there's actually an extraordinarily amount of support for Cape independence because, uh, and and we're seeing this more and more and more, and we're seeing, um, you know, interesting, the big growth in supporters for Cape independence is, is coming amongst uh, uh, black and, and, and colored voters. And I think, you know, obviously it's been so long that people try to desperately to paint this as a, as, as, as a, as a kind of a thing of race, which it just so isn't. And you know, we have to understand this is an ideological battle. This is a battle between the between people who want a, a broadly socialist system and 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 some form of African nationalism, uh, which is what the what the what the ANC and the and and, and the AFF want, uh, against people who want to want a non-racial society um, and you know, genuine non-racialism um, and 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 some form of a market economy, albeit a, a social market economy or whatever. So and 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 you know, those those we know that those ideologies stretch right across racial racial bound so there are people in 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 the rest of south africa who are saying hell you know what i just do not identify with this government and and the fact that there is going to be this new country that is going to have all of the values that i aspire to is totally exciting for people in the rest of south africa most of those people are voting for the da and i think some of those people we've seen it we've already got semigration a massive amount of semigration going on there are a whole lot of people that are saying if you know you can any day there's not yeah you can go any day on social media and, and just say literally scores of people saying if if the Western Cape gets independent, I am moving there. We know that the, the diaspora is going to come back en masse. And people mustn't think that all those people are going to be from specific races. You know, that they, they, they are going to be, that they, they, they are going to be, um, uh, you know, people who ideologically, and, and we're going to have this ideological uh, homeland um, in the heartland, whatever, like in, in, in the Western Cape. And some people will move there and other people may not move there, but actually they'll be very glad it's, it's there because actually it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to be a foothold for the ideologies that they believe in next door that, that is basically going to really empower them, even if they remain in South Africa. Uh, and I have often used the example of the Western Cape as being you know, in the same way as Jewish people view Israel. I believe that the that, that, that people who have this uh, uh, yeah, market orientated and non-racial mindset will see the Western Cape as their ideological homeland and actually their ally in the region even if they don't live there. Not all Jewish people live in Israel, you know, not all, all, all free marketers and non-racialists are going to live in the Western Cape but they're going to be very glad that it's there. Mm. Yeah, you can argue that those outside of the Western Cape would be even more happy to see an independent Western Cape because they live in many of these almost war zones. I mean, yeah. they live in KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng where it's, I mean, you 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 are scared, you're terrified. I mean, they are so, yeah, the, they are terrified to live there. So they would be very happy to come here. And I think, I think, I believe it was Dr. Mulder that said, Cape independence isn't really a question of um, you have to choose. It's and and and. Right, you yeah. can support Cape independence and you can still support the people in the rest of South Africa. It's not a question of you have to choose between the two. Look, I love that quote from 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 Cornel Mulder. Absolutely, and I think is that yeah, it's not an either or; it's an and or and. And actually, it's it's something. And it, and in fairness, uh, yeah, that's a conversation I've had with 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 Cornel. It's a conversation I've had with the DA. Um, and I think that's right. And I think that is the future for the DA. I think that yeah, if if I'm sitting as 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 a leader of the DA, I'm saying, look, you know what? Vote for us, and wherever you are, we're going to protect you to the fullest extent of our powers. And if that means that we can protect you in 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 a province by taking real control of 
that province, either by making it independent or making a confederal state or, 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 or whatever it is that they do, then we will do that because we have the power. And perhaps if you're sitting in Gauteng, then maybe we can't take the province. But you know what? If we can take the metro or if you're in, if you, you know, if you're in, 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 in Nelson Mandela Bay, if you take the metro, then we'll protect you as best as we can to the powers of the metro. And if you're in a municipality, we'll do it. Um, yeah. And even if it's in a ward and, we, and all we can do is, is organize defense groups and, 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 and ratepayers associations, then fine. But wherever you are, vote DA and we will protect you. And I think that's Cornet's thing for the Freedom Front. I think it's fantastic. I think the, the DA are leaning along the, the, the same lines. And I, and I think that's exactly right. Now, people mustn't think of, 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 of a Western Cape as something that's a threat if they decide to add South Africa. Actually, it's a, an important ally in the region um, who will have you know, who will have people who, who, who aspire to that ideology. You will, they will be the key ally in the region. And you're going to be far safer, even if you remain in South Africa, if you've got a country next door who absolutely associates with you and believes in you and wants to make sure you're okay. Mm. Well, I'm not com completely sure that if the Western Cape were to secede, that South Africa would literally go down the tubes because, I mean, the ANC can basically do what they want at this moment. I mean, there's no real opposition yeah. to them. And I mean, one can make the argument because they are losing votes that, that they are pivoting to the left. But if the Western Cape were to secede and they get more votes, they would, you can make the argument they don't have to be, they don't have to kowtow to the left anymore. So they can follow a more market approach. But sure. <laughs> someone else ask, our viewers would ask, aren't you pushing this too fast? Isn't there a possibility that we will lose this referendum and then the issue will be over, right? Then, then you can't call the referendum anytime again. And the, the idea of Cape secession will die if the referendum is lost. Yeah, so look, it's a fair question, and you know, and if I and if I was the leader of the Scottish independence movement or the Catalan independence movement, I would probably I would probably be inclined to agree. You know, but yeah, 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 uh, slow and sure. In in South Africa, we don't have the option of slow and sure. You know, we understand that we're in a crisis situation. At the end of the day, if we if not if we if we sort of drift on and, and allow this to sort of organically happen over the next twenty years, there's going to be nothing left. Um, so first and foremost, you know, we're not in that scenario at the end of the day. And one of the things that we've, we've, uh, as, as the Cape Independence Movement, people said, don't poll yet, don't do this, don't do that. And every time, you know, we, we take calculated risks, uh, understanding so, so, so that, so actually there is a risk in going to a referendum so too soon. There is also a risk in going to a referendum too late. And actually 18 months, which is where we think it's going to be, is perfect. So, so ironically, I wouldn't want to be going to a referendum tomorrow. You know, we've got 40 6.2% of the vote last time who supported Cape Independence. So on the day that we polled, if we'd had a referendum on that day, we would have lost. Um, and clearly we don't want to lose. Uh, but at the same time, we, you know, we don't want to wait until there's nothing left. Uh, so therefore you have to have that, uh, you have to have that balance between the two. And, and we think we're probably in that window. We, we've made those calculations. How long have we got before this becomes untenable? Um, and uh, how, how long do we need uh, before we can, uh, be, before we can win? And, uh, you know, we've tried to, to, to sort of play our cards so we fall in the middle of that window for the optimum period of time. 
whether we can have a second referendum, here's an interesting question. I think I think there will be two referendums on Cape independence. Uh, and again, this is just my, my personal uh, speculation, but this is how I see it playing out. Um, I see the first referendum isn't going to be a singular referendum on Cape independence. It's going to be a multi-question referendum, which is specifically allowed for in the legislation, uh, the current, current Referendums Act, uh, and, and will be retained in the new one that's proposed. Uh, and I think we're going to see a referendum that's saying, do you want the police to be taken over by the Western Cape? Do you want taxation to be taken over by the Western Cape? Do you want transport? Do you want a federal South Africa? Uh, perhaps do you want a confederal South Africa? Do you want Cape independence? And I think we're going to have all of those. And I think we're going to find that people are going to vote yes, 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 yes. They're going to want everything. And then the DA is going to take that referendum um, to the uh, to, to the to the to the national government and say, right, we want control of the police. We want to collect our own taxes. We want to have this. And they're going to have this negotiation. And, and we're going to see what's going to happen. My, my suspicion is they're going to have that. The national government is not going to give them control of taxation and police and a federal system. Uh, and then at that point in time, now let's imagine in that scenario that, that Cape Independence gets its 46.2%. Yeah, we don't get part, we don't we, we don't get to the fifty percent. Uh, it isn't necessarily an issue because we're standing in the queue behind federalism. What we need to know is once that negotiation is over, and let's say the ANC negotiates with the Western Cape government, and the Western Cape government doesn't get what it wants. Now the Western Cape government is in a situation where it's mandated by the people of the Western Cape to take control of taxation, to take control of the police, and actually it hasn't delivered any of those things. I think at that point in time they have an obligation to go back to the Western Cape electorate and say, right, okay. We had a multi-question referendum and actually the national government has refused to give you any of the things that you want. So now here it is. Now it's independence or nothing. Uh, and what do you think? And I think in that scenario, as long as you've made a credible showing in the first one, in the multi-question referendum, then I think you end up in a single question uh, referendum, which maybe takes place a year or two years later. Uh, and I think at that point in time, and I think at that point, if the DA haven't been able to deliver federalism uh, and, 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 and the issues around it, that you're going to get an overwhelming vote in favour of leave and you're going to get the, 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 the DA or whoever is the party provincial government at that time, because it'll be after the 2024 elections. But I but I believe it's still likely to be the DA or be the dominant party, um, then uh, th then I think you'll get the DA and the other parties fully supporting. So you're going to end up in a scenario where you're going to have the people and all of the political parties supporting independence. And I think at that point in time, we're going to get a resounding yes for leave. Hmm. That's interesting. I just hope the DA doesn't waste too much time with negotiations, with these referendums, trying to convince the ANC, which is essentially a malafide party, to give you all these all these concessions, which they're not going to do. It's like, yeah, that's one of the main motivations for me is supporting Cape Secession outright. It's it's yeah. a waste of time to support these other things. But I mean, um, oh, I, I want to ask you. I've I've read now the articles that have come out in opposition to Cape Secession, and I I really don't understand that they are continually based on um, that this is a racist organization and you want to reestablish apartheid, especially. Um, with you being a the prominent member of a leader of the Cape Independence Movement, an English person, an English person that wants to reestablish apartheid. I mean, yeah. why do you think they they go for this? Why do you think they actually believe this? 
well, forget me being English. That's even letting you know, with the, our leadership team. You know, the, the CIAG isn't me. You know, it's it's a, it's an organisation. It's a huge organisation, but it's becoming bigger by the day. Uh, and we have we have an executive uh, we have an executive uh, committee, the Exco, that runs the CIAG. The Exco of the CIAG is multiracial. On our Exco are white and black and coloured people. That's what comprises our Exco. When we look at the polling, we know that that fifty seven percent of independent supporters are coloured. Fifty six, sorry, seventeen percent are black and twenty seven percent. To white. There, there is no factual basis to say either the CIAG wants to, to, to either race or, or, or apartheid um, or, or, or independent supporters themselves. But it's fine. Yeah, we understand. Yeah, at the end of the day, we, we know if you don't like an idea in South Africa and you haven't got a good argument, you just scream race. That's that, that that's how it is. We, we, you know, I think the important thing for us is is to is to deal with it, but deal with it briefly and move on and not get sidetracked. Because because actually, if you look at the articles against Cape Independence, you'll see this and about about well, more. More than a year ago, I wrote an article in the Daily Friend um, that basically said, make your argument, bring us, I think it was called a, a, a call for counter arguments. And what we said is, listen, this is the case for Cape Independence. Uh, please, somebody make an argument for Cape Independence from the basis of the Western Cape people to say, listen, you're a Western Cape voter and you're better off being a part of South Africa. And, and only one person ever took up that challenge. We literally, the last words on that was, you know, we yield the floor, bring your arguments. The only person who ever responded to that article was was uh, was Ivo Fechter, who at that point hadn't been a Cape Independent supporter, and he wrote an article which is on the Daily Friend. You can find it. He basically said, "Look, I take up the challenge. I've gone through all of things. I can't make an argument. I can't make an argument that the people of the Western Cape are are better off as part of South Africa, and therefore I am now willing to support Cape Independence." And um, and and yeah. So what you see is that people don't engage with that question. What's in the best for the people of the Western Cape? They they either try and say, "Well, hang on a second. Uh, yeah, but it's South Africa, that's our land. And they come from the perspective of what they think is best for the people of South Africa. They don't live in the Western Cape, but it's not their decision. Um, that's not how self-determination works. And self-determination is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a recognised and recorded human, human right uh, to which South Africa is a signatory. Um, so that so first of all, that thing, or they just try and find side tracked arguments and the DA even have been guilty of that so we see it's racist how how are you going to defend the border what are you going to do about this it's kind of like well forget all of those things concentrate on the key question what 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 is it what's in the best interest of the people of the western cape explain to the people of the western cape who've ne who, who who for the majority of them have never had the government they voted for since 1994 for 30 years they've never had the government they voted for and they're never going to get the government they voted for explain to them how that's good for them and actually it doesn't really matter that they keep on getting the ANC an increasingly, you know, or more likely an ANC EFF commission uh, uh, coalition. Uh, and of course, nobody can make that argument. It's impossible. You couldn't. There is no argument why it's their best interest. So, so if you don't like the idea of Cape independence, uh, all you've got is these side arguments. So that's why racism comes up. And and you know, and we all know most people who use the argue of racism actually are racist. You know, the the people of the the, the 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 men who are most scared that their wives are going to cheat on them are the cheaters because that's their that's their worldview. Uh, you know, I I, I I I I'm never going to cheat on my wife and never. Have have and I trust her implicitly because she's not going to do it to me because that's not in my mindset I, I don't think in terms of cheating um, and you know that is the that is the 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 the, the view with racists. They see life through through lens. You know, we are affirmably non-racial, but I, that's fine. You know, they know that that isn't going to go away. The accusation is going to be there on the day that we have the referendum, and it's fine. Yeah, if that's how people want to do, then fine. We know the reality. Mm. And it is almost sort of that 
the idea, the concept of a rainbow nation has, has become almost like a religion to certain people. They, they really, they can't let go of this idea that we all have to be together. And sure. if you if you if you're opposed to it, it's like heresy. But um, can, can you tell us about you, you've announced in one of your press conferences the Cape Constitution Commission? Can you can you tell us yeah. a bit about that and what do you want to see in the constitution? Like for example, would you like to see a, a Canton system? So, I, so I, ironically, we look. It's, it's come through us, but it's but it's been organised through a through a through a panel of, of of legal jurists. So we're we're the vehicle for that. So it, people approached us and asked, would we be willing to be involved in that? And we were delighted with it. Um, as an organisation, we've always been firm. We only have two policies, and that's that remains. You know, we want to know where the borders are going to be because we feel people have a right to know. Um, and uh, you know, we and, and we want non-racialism. That, 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 that's the only two kind of things. Well, and, and, and sorry, the other thing is, and who going to be a citizen um, because we because yeah we feel that you can't really vote for for, for for something if you don't know those two things but other than that yeah we're a, we're a bipartisan organization with people drawn from across the political spectrum we don't have policies we say we all agree that they are the choices of the people of the western cape so the constitutional commission isn't designed to be what we want in the ciag it's got nothing to, to do with that the, the, it actually is just an exploratory document so so the proposal for for the for the constitution commission is is that interested parties will be invited to comment and that will include the independence groups it will include civil society and it will include political parties including the da and the anc and the eff so everybody will be will be invited to comment on the cape constitution commission and then what will happen is we will there will be there'll be a kind of a a a, a um, a section that kind of has all of the common goals. So let's say that everybody who's pushing for independent Cape, we all want non-racialism. Uh, you know, we, we, so there's going to be certain criteria that we all agree on, and those are those are going to be then given. So we're going to say, right, well, this is going to be the the the, the nuts and bowls and the, of of the constitution. And then there'll be a whole series of minority reports that says, for example, the Cape Party and the Cape Exit want a Canton system, but perhaps the DA wants such and such. And, and it's not just actually on Cape independence. There are two parts of the commission. One of its brief is to is to establish um, what uh, 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 if if we are going to devolve power, uh, what what would be the what would yeah what would be the impact on the existing South African constitution? How would it need to be changed to 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 give effect to an autonomous region in the Western Cape? And the other part is if we break away entirely, which is obviously what we're proposing, um, then then what would it look like? So we get, so what it's going to end up is being a really high level discussion document that is that, that it has you know legal scholars from not just South Africa but also from around the world um, who uh, who who are saying well he. Here are the things that that, that it are the bones of the constitution, and then here are the things that, that individual people want. And 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 perhaps we'll make a, a submission. But but because we are so from across the political spectrum, we, we probably haven't got that much to say from our perspective. So we're happy to facilitate it. But in many ways, we're neutral. We you know that that isn't our decision. We we, we want non-racialism. Uh, that 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 that's probably our one. Apt and for us, non-racialism means non-racialism. It doesn't mean you know. Uh, I think Cornel Mulder described the South African the South African Constitution as the best constitution in the world before we added but after everything. You know, actually everybody's equal, but. Yeah, at the end of the day, there'll be no racial discrimination. But you know, for us, non-racialism means we move past the, the racial classifications, and that nothing is based upon race. Yeah, you're either poor or you're wealthy. You either need help or you don't need help. But but nothing is based upon the color of your skin. 
And that's what we mean by non-racialism. And that doesn't mean that we don't recognize the racial disparities uh, and, and that certain communities are far more disadvantaged than others. And fixing those things for those communities is absolutely central to what we want for the Western Cape. We just want to help them because they're poor and they're disadvantaged and not because of what, whatever their skin color happens to be. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I just think that it's it will be extremely important to get the constitution right, not to make the same mistakes that you made yeah. and what we made in South Africa with a highly centralized government. And the great thing about a Canton system is that then you can have a, a person like Fidel Adams who can have his colored affirmative action in this Canton and the rest of the Western Cape can go in a different direction. It's like you, you, you can accommodate everyone. Look, so I have so much time for Fadil. Um, I have, uh, you know, I, I, I do feel that particularly that the coloured people in the Western Cape have suffered. They suffered under previous government. They suffered under this affirmative action. You know, people don't grasp that affirmative action uh, 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 afflicts coloured people far worse than anybody else of any other race. So I've got, I've got a, a huge thing on there. Uh, I vehemently disagree with him about wanting to have his coloured affirmative action at the end of the day. And I desperately hope that whatever constitution we have does not allow that. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what, if, we've, if we've learned nothing else that, 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 you know, in South Africa, we've demonstrated beyond any doubt that, that having a whole system that's based on skin colour is an utter disaster. And, and I, you know, I, I will we'll walk a, a very long way with Fadil Adams because he's passionate about his people and he wants to fix some real issues. And I am right there with him because I want the same solutions. I, I want the same outcomes as he did. But I, but, but I will tell him to my dying day that he's 100% wrong over the, and I and, and, and I desperately hope that our constitution, if I have anything, will be non-racial. And that will mean that affirmative action in the favour of anybody will, will not be allowed. And I, I think like Dr. Grunewald said, be is black elite enrichment and uh, a colored version will be colored elite enrichment that's all it's going to end up being but i mean phil thank you so much for your time um i don't want to use up any more of your valuable time so i want to give you one last opportunity to air plug or say anything that you want to no, look, I, I, guess, I guess two things. One, just people or people who want independence. You know, I, I get that some people are really wary about this. This has been a big disruptor. Just celebrate the moment. This is a massive victory for the people of the Western Cape. It's a massive victory for the for the independence movement. And actually, you know, they, they just just remember that this is, a, this is a chess game. And when you go out and vote, vote for Cape independence. Ideally, go and vote for a, for, a, for a party that supports Cape independence, and that would be the Cape Party, uh, the Freedom Front, uh, the Cape Colored Congress, or the Kuru on Vukling Party. If you're if you're in that area, um, if if you can't for whatever reason, uh, then then vote for one of the parties that support a referendum. You know, the DA, Cope, uh, the, the 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 UIM, or the ACDP. Please don't vote for the parties that oppose this, you know, which is the ANC, EFF, Good and the Patriotic Alliance. You know, if you support Cape Independence, don't vote for those four parties because you are standing in the way of Cape Independence. Great. Well, thank you, Phil. And to our viewers, you've definitely liked this content. If you've made it this far, so please consider liking this video, sharing it as widely as possible and subscribing to our channel. My name is Donald and you've been watching Worldview.